Hello everybody, this is We Are Marvel, a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan podcast that covers all the corners of the MCU. My name is Jerry. And my name is Justin. And join us as we delve deep into the MCU from Iron Man to Endgame and beyond. Join us wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Welcome everyone to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for everything horror. Now here's your hosts, Justin and Brandon. Take it away, boys. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for just about everything that is horror. My name is Justin. And my name is Brandon. Welcome to the show. Glad to be back. feel like it's been a while, but it hasn't. It feels like that every time we record. I'm like, good God. It, it feels like it's been forever, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to record and I just want to play video games. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, really it's really digging this show. I want to do this. And I <laughs> we tried to do it yesterday. Yes, it didn't did. happen. What happened yesterday? I don't know. You said oh, you I couldn't. Pa- <laughs> I was painting my house. That's why. Yeah. I don't, uh, I remember, so, I don't remember what you said. I know it was a... Good yeah, enough excuse. The, so we were going to, like, we already, you know, kind of cut it close with our recording schedule, but, yeah. like, it was in the morning. Keeps it fresh. I'm, yeah, I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to record today. But then I came out here in the morning, and I was having my cup of coffee, and I was playing Valheim, and then she walks into the garage, and she says, are we going to paint the house today? And I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> so that it turned that out that wasn't a question it was more of a statement yeah and i mean it needed to be done man like yeah. I'll, at work tomorrow i'll show you um i'll show you the video of the progress so the living room is primed it's ready to paint i just have to go get the paint tinted and then we're good to go no more brown walls well not brown more like a like a tan, tan. yeah sure. kind of like a tuscan raider tan maybe mm. a tad bit orangey um, with my, uh, dark gray hardwood floors. So <laughs> Fair. yeah, it, we're getting there. Well, I'm sure this is very, uh, scintillating to all of our listeners who are here for some horror. I know I'm scared. Yeah. So nothing scarier okay. than spending your day off painting the house. <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you want to watch this movie that we're talking about, which is the 1932 movie Freaks. Uh, it was on HBO Max when it launched, which is why mm. I picked it several months ago. Yeah, then they right. took it off. <laughs> yeah, I had to. And this was the thing that pissed me off because I rented it on Vudu for $4. Mm-hmm. It was $10 to buy it. I'm like, this is going to be real it. hit or miss whether or not I'm going to want to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I should have just bought the movie. Yeah. And I uh, bought, I, I finally found a decent DVD copy that was part of a horror four pack that had uh, the haunting this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and something else. I don't remember. It's not a bad pack. No, I watched the haunting a while back when I was going through my ghost story kick. And I mean, it's slow and boring, but it's still good. Yeah. Kind of like this, like it's slow and boring, but it's still, it really, really is it, good. like until it gets to like the last third of the movie, like the final act, I guess you will mm-hmm. like, it really ramps up, and then it's just like, oh my god, the movie's over already? Yeah. But it's a real slow burn to until you really get anywhere. And you have to think about it. I mean, this is in the time of, 
1932, this is around the beginning of Universal Monsters. I mean, Dracula was, what, 31, mm-hmm. I think? And, you know, these thing, these horror movies were just beginning. So the fact that it's only an hour and nothing really happens until the very end, you have to kind of expect it. Right. <clears throat> it reminded me of what, uh, I think it was Chris Rock said recently, since he's doing Saw, He's mm-hmm. like, horror and comedy are pretty much the same thing. It's all set up and punchline. Yeah. And by the end of this movie, I was like, it's really just a really long setup for a great punchline. Yeah. I, it is 100% that, like, obviously the punchline in comedy is, you know, the joke. Sure. And in, in uh, horror, it's the scare. It, you know, very much identical in that aspect. Um, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. I was surprised at how much I really liked this movie. Like, I, I thought about it too. for a good two hours plus after watching it, going, God, if they redid this, it could be amazing. I agree completely. It, I, <laughs> I kind of wish they would, but at the same time, like, I know there's been other inspirations out there on what they did with it, but, like, yeah. I would be curious. I don't know, but, like, the circus isn't really a thing like it used to be. Um, it, I feel like maybe doing a freak show vibe would be kind of a harder sell in 2021, yeah. 2022, but like... Well, I'm I mean, if you if you date it and sepia tone it and kind of have it in the same... Like, you could keep it black and white. You could keep it set in the 30s mm-hmm. when this kind of thing was actually a thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the the message of the movie is pretty well... Uh, in line with the way things are today where it's like respecting others and treating people who are different the same as you and the people who are different are treating each other and those around them better than you know the pretty popular cool people are right like it's you know I I think it's actually pretty timely for the most part yeah well yes I, I I see that like I guess what I was, what I meant with that more so is, I agree with you that the story is relevant. Yeah. Even today, it's just I, the circus freak show vibe doesn't yeah. necessarily hold. But then again, they did do it with American Horror Story, so it's yeah, like they why? had a whole season about it. It was a pretty yeah. popular season, from what I hear. This I, movie I, makes me want to go watch that season. Uh, you should. It it it's a it's good. I liked. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. I think you would too, especially now after seeing this. Hmm. Uh, for those unfamiliar, a circus, uh, circus's beautiful trapeze artist agrees to marry the leader of sideshow performers, but his deformed friends discover she is only marrying him for his inheritance. For his fortune. And it goes very wrong. Yes, it does. Well, I wasn't th- expecting it. We'll get to that, the details when we get into the movie. Yeah. But- yeah, because I, I, there's a there's a lot of those things where, like, even before when we're at lunch at work and you were telling me, like, one of the tropes that started from this movie, and then I'm watching that scene, and I'm like, oh, unsettling. Yeah. It really, so, like, not to get too far ahead, but, like, from that dinner scene on, it I, is I'd just I'd love that you fantastic. know exactly what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I'm the one that said it. No. So. <laughs> Listen yeah, I know. Dickhead. I know what you're saying. Uh, this was directed by Todd Browning. Screenplay mm-hmm. by Willis Goldbeck and Leon Gordon. B- 
based on Spurs by Todd Robbins. Uh, it stars Mollis, sorry, Wallace Ford, uh, Leela Hyams, Olga Baklanova, and Roscoe Atis. That's how I'm going to say all those, which are probably wrong. It was released February 12th, 1932, just in time for Valentine's Day. Oh, how sweet. Yeah, we just how missed sweet, the Hans? anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the budget, which I assume is somewhat adjusted for inflation, but I don't know for sure, uh, was 310000 That's what that says. Really? With a box office of 341000 Maybe that's not inflated. Yeah, that must not be adjusted. Well, I mean, it's 1932. Right. You know, movie ticket was like, what, a dime at best? Yeah, yeah, probably. So... I don't know if they had penny theaters, but maybe nickel. But anyway, I got, I wrong gotcha. point to make. It wasn't twelve <laughs> bucks like it is now. You're like long story short. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, uh, MGM had purchased the rights to Todd Robbins' short story Spurs in the mid 1920s, at, at Todd Browning's urging for a reported eight thousand dollars. Harry Earls, a dwarf who had appeared in Browning's The Unholy Three in 1925, and who would ultimately star as Hans and Freaks, had originally proposed the idea of making a film version of Spurs to, to Browning. The studio agreed to hire Browning to direct the project based on his past success at Universal Pictures with Dracula oh. in 1931. Who would have thought? I don't know. And for <laughs> his collaborations with Lon Chaney. Oh, cool. I didn't even realize that. Here we're talking all this stuff. I I wrote these notes like when HBO Max came out. Mm-hmm. So I've been sitting on these for months. So this is going to be a learning journey for both of us, I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, I remember <laughs> you were talking about this movie for a, a while, yeah. quite a while ago. And then it was just fine because I wanted a hard copy. Like it was something that I I've been interested in for a very long time. Trios of Horror. For those that you know haven't listened before, I'm a bit of a fan. Uh, could be an upcoming episode. Spoilers. Oh, okay. Um, they did a spin on this, and you know, obviously, they make jokes and you know, make light of stuff. But it, the ending is still actually pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. With Mister Burns as the ringmaster, strung up in a tree, and it's dark and lightning, and wow, like okay. The there's a, a few seconds there where it's actually like this is actually kind of scary, in its you know, humorous way. Yeah. And then, and then they played the How I Met Your Mother theme at the end, which is pretty funny. Did they really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. It en- <laughs> it ends with Homer turned, you know, it, the way that the main character in this movie is, oh. uh, without spoiling. <laughs> and they're sitting on the couch, and Homer goes, and that's How I Met Your Mother. And then the oh, How I Met Your Mother theme plays God. over the credits. Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I look forward to watching that one. Yeah. I think it's in the 20s. It's on Disney Plus if you have it. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in June 1931, MGM production supervisor Irving Talberg offered Browning the opportunity to direct uh, Arson Lupin with John Barrymore, whatever that is. Uh, Browning declined, preferring to develop Freaks, a project he had started as early as 1927. Wow. Uh, yeah. So a bit of a pa- passion project for him. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, uh, Browning had worked with a traveling carnival prior to becoming a filmmaker. There he does. Uh, <laughs> screenwriters Willis Goldbeck and Elliot Clausen 
were assigned to the project at Browning's request. Uh, Leon Gordon, Edgar Allan Wolf, and Alan Bosberg, and an mm-hmm. uncredited Charles MacArthur would also contribute to the script. That's a lot for an on- only an hour-long movie. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, it is dense. And There's a the, lot going on. You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it, it really does the setup well so that when everything happens at the end, you go, oh, my God, like, this is just, like, they like, definitely have it coming. Yeah, you kind of, yeah, exactly. You're invested. You're like, I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I don't, because you guys mm-hmm. suck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the script was shaped over five months. Little of the original story was retained beyond the marriage between a dwarf and an average-sized woman, and their wedding feast uh, in the setting originally France was reloca- relocated to the U.S. Both Talberg and Harry Raff, as I'm going to say that, <laughs> served as uncredited co-producers on the film. Oh, cool. Uh, Victor McLaglen was considered for the role of Hercules with... Uh, Mirna Loy was, and well, while Mirna Loy was initially slated to star as Cleopatra, with mm-hmm. Jean Harlow as Venus, ultimately, Talberg decided not to cast any major stars in the picture, which I think was a good idea. Yeah, I love it when they when they don't go after like the big names. Yeah, I mean, obviously now it doesn't matter because it was you know 1932, so most of those, <laughs> unless they were huge, what 89 we, years ago. At least. Uh, And we probably wouldn't remember him anyway. No. Uh, Instead, Russian actress Olga Baklanova was cast as Cleopatra based on her success in in a Los Angeles-produced stage production of The Silent Witness. Harry Mm -hmm. Earls was cast as Hans. The carnival sideshow performer whom Cleopatra attempts to murder for his estate, uh, Earls' real-life sister Daisy portrayed his dwarf love interest, Frida. Oh, so that's cool. Yeah, Freaks Frida. Began- Frida. It was hard to understand them sometimes. I gotta say, it's that Fraulein was my my Machen. only complaint with this. It, it wasn't necessarily the accents, but like there were times where I just could not pick up what they were throwing down. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, I took. Uh, just a shitload of German in high school, and I didn't even. There's a lot of like Machen and Fraulein. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I know those, up. and I didn't well, yeah, think. but... Anyway. Uh, Freaks began principal photography in November 1931 with a 24-day shooting schedule. At the time of the production's beginning, the film had a budget of approximately $209,000, though it would eventually expand over 300000 mm-hmm. The film was shot on the MGM studio lot in Culver City, California. Uh, well, how cool. I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right? Right? That's why we're talking about this, right? Yeah, gay. Yeah. Uh, during the shoot, the film had already begun to draw uh, disgusted reactions, resulting in MGM segregating the film's cast and crew to a separate cafeteria so that, quote, people could get to eat in the commissary without throwing up. Isn't that nice? Wow! <laughs> yeah. There's some stuff in this movie. When I read the history of this, I was like, okay, we have to cover this movie. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, filming was completed on December 16, 1931, and Br- Browning Browning began retakes on December 23rd. <laughs> uh, Freaks was given test screenings in January of 32 that received harsh reaction from audiences who found the film too grotesque. 
Uh, in response to this, the 90-minute feature was significantly cut, so it used to be an hour and a half. They cut oh. a good half hour out of this thing. Well, and that was the thing, too, is I heard that there was, like this movie was banned for like 30 years in Europe. Yeah. Um, but, but additional alternate footage was incorporated to help increase the runtime. The final abridged cut of the film released in February 32 runs only 64 minutes. Oh, so, I mean, wow. they cut a good 26 minutes out of this thing. Yeah. The original version no longer exists. Like, oh, damn. I know. Uh, despite the cuts made to the film, Freak still garnered notice due to the fact that it's uh, epon- eponymous? I don't know that word. E-P-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S. I don't know if I know that one either. Uh, uh, were portrayed by people who worked as sideshow performers and had real disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of its controversial content, the film was banned in the UK for over 30 years and was labeled as, quote, brutal and grotesque in Canada. Damn, sorry to spill the beans early. That's fine. There's more. Though it received critical backlash and was a box office failure upon initial release, Freaks was subject to public and critical reprisal in the 60s, particularly in Europe, and was uh, screened at the 1962 Venice Film Festival. In retrospect, numerous film critics have suggested that the film presents a starkly, starkly sympathetic portrait of its sideshow characters rather than an exploitive one with Andrew Sarasdick Wow. Oh, I I get what I did. I didn't have <laughs> space. Andrew Saris declaring, Freaks was one of the, quote, most compassionate films ever made. Oh. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Freaks was first issued on VHS by Warner Home Entertainment in 1990, so almost 60 years later. It took that long to get put out. I mean, I want. I mean, VHS wasn't a thing until like the '80s, so I get it. But yeah, I guess. Uh, in 2004, Warner issued the film on DVD for the first time. In what year? 2004. Cool. Yeah. Freaks has inspired two unofficial remakes: She Freak in 1967 and Freak Show in 2007. It also served as an important inspiration for the fourth season of the television series American Horror Story, believe it yeah. or not, uh, which was titled Freak Show, which ran from 2014 to 2015. Freaks was adapted into a 92 comic book series uh, published by Fantagraphics, which I'm wanting you to look up now what so up? I can see how much it is. You want me to look up what? <laughs> the It was adapted into a 1992 comic series published by Fantagraphics. F A N T A graphics. Fanta graphics? Yeah, that's what it says. Written by Jim Woodring and illustrated by Francisco Solano Lopez. Okay, let me take a look. Yeah. That's all I got until the. uh, I I assume it's just Freak Show. It's a. Or Freaks, I mean. It just says that it was adapted into a 92 comic book series. Huh, okay, keep going and I'll see if I can find it. Um, okay. I'm not seeing anything for that. I'm gonna say, I mean, it's almost that's almost what, 30 years ago now, so it yeah. could be hard to find. Freak, uh, you said it was a comic book? That's what it said. Comic adaptation. Yeah. Um, 1992, so they have it on yeah. Amazon? Yeah. Um, there's only two left, so there's... 
number three. Ooh, goodness. A lot. Uh, yeah, thirty bucks for the one book. Ouch. That's not um, terrible, considering. No, it's not I horrible. It'd be better if it was number one, but that's probably going for a hundred at least. Yeah, so you can actually. There is on here. There's a site. I'll message it to you. It says freaks a rare freaks comic complete set on this website for thirty dollars. Oh, must have uh, I'll, I'll, I'll message it. I'll message yeah. it to you afterwards. Okay. Uh, sorry, listeners. I get dibs. <laughs> yeah, that's why I didn't <laughs> want to put it out there. I mean, you would have yeah. been able to look first, but you'd be like, but I want to get it first. <laughs> Maybe. I probably won't, but we'll see. Uh, some fun facts before we get into the thing. This will probably be a quick episode, I'm realizing now. Uh, in 1994, it was selected for preservation by the U.S. National Film Registry, which preserves films that are, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Premier voted the film as one of the 25 most dangerous movies. <laughs> dangerous, huh? <laughs> Oops. Dangerous. It, like Darkwing Duck. Uh, in my attempts to find your... Um, your thing, I actually minimized the, the camera. <laughs> so oh. it was like, I can't see you. I can see you. I know you can. Right You're here. Uh, uh, it's included among the 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die, edited by Steven Schneider. A thousand and one movies? Yes. Goodness. No, no, That's a lot of movies. I'd like to see that list to see how many I've seen, though, because I took a, a good chunk of time watching really old movies like Dirty Harry and Casablanca, which I'd seen in high school, but that was right. Like That's not a bad idea, though. Years ago. That's what I was trying to do with the hundred horror, horror movies, movies. Yeah. before my daughter got a hold of it. Sure, <laughs> she needed to help out. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, no, <laughs> my progress. <laughs> uh, Entertainment Weekly ranked this as the 24th scariest movie of all time. 24th. Not too bad. Not at all. Uh, It's included among the American Film Institute's 1998 list of the 400 movies nominated for the top 100 greatest American movies. So I don't think it made the list, but it was nominated. Hey, so that's something. Well, yeah, that's definitely not a nothing to shake a stick at. Although production chief Irving Talberg decided to recut the picture immediately after the disastrous test screenings, he could not cancel the world premiere on night, uh, January 28, 1932 at the 3,000-seat Fox Theater in San Diego. This is the only venue at which the uncut version of Freaks is known to have played. Oh, wow. Ironically, the unexpurgated, unexpurgated Freaks was a major box office success. Crowds lined up around the block to see the picture, which broke the theater's house record. By the end of the run, word had spread that Freaks was about to be butchered, and the theater advertised your last opportunity to see Freaks in its uncensored form. Fuck yeah. Okay. That would have been sweet. <laughs> yeah. Man. <sighs> I'm glad I'm alive now, but there are times where it's like, God, to be able well, to yeah, have seen dude, that. Like- God Would damn have been it. So cool. 
several sequences of the film have been noted for their lasting cultural impact, particularly the Freak's climactic revenge sequence, which mm-hmm. was ranked 15th on the Bravo TV's list of the 100 scariest movie moments. Uh, okay. I get that. The banquet yeah. sequence uh, in which the Freak's chant, We accept her, we accept her, one of us, has also been noted with the Mike D'Angelo with Mike D'Angelo of the AV Club describing it as, quote, the film's greatest cultural legacy. Yeah. Uh, One of us, one of us, uh, reliably gets uh, trotted out in situations involving an individual being forced to conform by the masses. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I can recall seeing homage on both The Simpsons and South Park, and there are probably dozens of others out there. I mean, we've all heard it. Yeah. For sure. It, it's the th- every time I tr- start talking about freaks, the first thing I say, and I think it's the first thing I said to you, is you it know is. the quote, "One of us, one of yeah. us," like, is hey, from this, this from movie. That. Yeah. And when I learned that, I was like, "Oh my god! Like, how do I not own this already?" Yeah. Because I say do. that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm gonna try not to anymore, but it just—it's just happening. Well, you're like I don't think I can say this culturally significant line anymore. Oh, I want to. I mean, if nothing else, so I can give them a fun fact. Hey, mm-hmm. I've seen that movie. I know what it's from, and it's <laughs> awesome. Go find it. Yeah, like, do you know what it's from? Uh, in the U.S., this is my last one. The film was banned in a number of states and cities, although no longer enforced. Some of the laws were never officially repealed. Therefore, it is still technically illegal for this film to be shown in some areas of the U.S. Wow. Yeah. Get with yeah. it. Well, I mean, that's the, it's one of those stupid laws that nobody remembers and well, no one in their right mind would enforce. Well, and that's but, the funny thing about this too, man, because this is not the first time that this has come up today. We were talking about this at work about um, about dumb laws. And I'm like, you guys would be surprised some of the laws that there are out there. Yeah. And I remember, I think it was um, uh, it was one of the daytime talk shows when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was. But it was about stupid laws. Yeah. And one, the only one that I ever remember is that there's some state where it is illegal to, quote, molest butterflies. You're I, like, like how and, is that yeah, a thing? And, and by molest, that means like messing with them, touching it, you know, yeah. nothing gross, but just like, I think it's because they're endangered. Oh. Well, would be my guess. But this was, sense. you know, 20 something years ago, so who knows? That's crazy that you'd eat, like, and that was the thing that we talked about too. It's like, could you imagine just like, like you add this actually has to be stated? It, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't fuck with animals. You don't, you know, this and that. And it's like, I can't believe that there, there's some of the laws. Is, well, it's like warning sense. signs on things. Like, co- warning, coffee is hot. Don't put your <laughs> hair dryer in the bathtub with you. Like, we need to tell people this. Yeah. Well, and I get, like, now, like, you do have to because people will sue. Yeah. Being like, give me the monies. And that's where a lot of it came from. I mean, people right. do stupid things, hurt themselves, sue, and then they make a law. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like I'm just. That's how a law is formed, kids. Yeah, I, I'm trying to put some gorilla glue in my hair so I can get paid. Yeah. Makes me wish I was a lot dumber than I am. I mean, I'm pretty dumb, but there are certain <laughs> things I just know not to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm poor. 100%. So what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you're like I'm cursed with knowledge and I hate it. <laughs> and yet I still do stupid things. It's like I'm screwed both ways. <laughs> Uh, so I wasn't going to put this one in, but at, by the end it becomes so significant that uh, I had to. So we open with a guy who is running like a new version of a freak show. Mm-hmm. And he's in this room that looks like it just has a lot of clothed pins, like animal pins yeah. or something. Or like they all... I was expecting like them to look in one and it was like a chasm of sorts and it was just gonna like be this like second floor underground that they were gonna peer into yeah but when we see the reveal that they're like animal pins like this is one of those side shows where they show you know the oh what's that rabbit deer jackalope oh jackalope but, but see <laughs> yeah. that's the thing too like <laughs> they still do similar things like that but not to that extent, like at the fair here in, uh, you know, where we live, they'll do, um, they'll take an animal that's like, oh, you'll never believe it. It's a, you know, 1500 pound pig. Yeah. But then like they put it and try to hide it so you can't see it. And so mm-hmm. part of the, you know, that becomes part of the um, attraction is like, you know, come see this pig. And it's like, well, no, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like I said, I wasn't going to, to mention it because it's really not that significant when you first see it, but then it becomes very important mm-hmm. uh, by the end of the movie, and he's the one who tees up the story, talking about this beautiful woman who fell from grace. Right. And I liked the the jealous love triangle, if you even want to call it that, between... The two little people, Hans and Frida, and the high high wire act woman, which is Cleopatra, because Frida loves Hans, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously now we know that they're brother and sister in real life. But in the movie, they're a couple. Yeah, they understand which makes each sense. other's. Yeah, and they they understand each other's struggles, and you know they're they have been in this you know circus life for who knows how long together yeah performing so we open them with them as a couple well are they they were an actual couple yeah it's it sure seemed yeah it seemed like it i mean he kept saying like my dearest frida and and stuff like that my dear frida yeah that was pretty good oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) when my voice goes like that it hurts so i'm glad you can take that to take that lead but oh, from the very glad I can help. Yeah, from the very beginning, there's this thing with Cleopatra trying to like screw Hans out of money. Yeah, he's like buy me furs and buy me this and that, and it's like, God, you fucking broke B, buy your own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's equivalent now to like, oh man, I don't have enough money for my rent. Could you give me a thousand dollars? I swear I'll pay you back. Yeah. Or I'll pay more attention to you if you, you know, give me this money. Mm-hmm. And he, she knows that he has money right. uh, and doesn't realize quite how much he has until later on, which tees off the rest of the movie. But, yeah, you know, 
Frida's over there like, hey, you're with me, Holmes. Like, yeah, knock it off, you dick. Stop buying her fucking stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, buying a flower. And that was the thing that, like, I was wondering. I'm like, well, are they really together? Because, like, you know, he's buying her all this stuff. And then, you know, Frida's getting, I wouldn't necessarily say jealous, but she's like, you're like, what you doing? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Why are you buying <laughs> this other woman? flowers and stuff like it doesn't make sense yeah i mean he's totally swooning over her and and i mean she's pretty and whatever and i i get it but at the same time it, he's got this frida by his side going like aren't yeah, we engaged? He's, already got it. he's already got his ride or die like what are you doing <laughs> yeah. and even and and she's just kind of a horrible person we learned how horrible they are more later on yeah but the the circus folk belittle the freaks like throughout the beginning of this movie and it it seemed to me like because there are many different scenes where they're joking about them and pointing and laughing at them and it, it clicked in my head of like if they did a remake of this like you wouldn't want to tip your hand to give away the big reveal ending because that's the best part of the movie yeah but like if some of those people started disappearing <laughs> and people are going hey where's this guy or where'd she go Yeah, what happened why, why is this guy not here anymore yeah like that would be a really cool subtle way to set up like this isn't the first time they've done what they're about to do or oh, something they're about right like if you piss off the freaks they're gonna let you know about it yeah they're gonna band together and fuck you up dude yeah and that that's my only thing. Like, if this was a new age movie, set it in the same time period, do pretty much everything the exact same. Just add 10 minutes mm-hmm. of foreshadowing that just how sinister this movie is going to turn. Yeah. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to, I, d- I definitely wouldn't want to tip the hat of what this ending is because it makes the movie. Right. But it could add some suspense. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, Frida in her, you know, hopes to kind of get Hans out of the clutches of Cleopatra, let's slip that Hans has this vast inheritance. Oh, yeah. Totally spills the beans. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you don't want to do that. Like, we didn't know how sinister this woman was. No, not, not, not quite. But she was already screwing him over. And as as soon as Frida lets slip, oh yeah, not only does he have money, he has, as we find out at the end, like, can buy his own mansion. What the hell are you still doing working at a circus kind of money? Yeah. (laughs) And it clicks in Cleopatra's head like, oh, this could be awesome. Yeah, like, I'm fucking up, man. <laughs> like, if it was a cartoon, they'd be dollar signs in her eyes going... <laughs> 100% you'd been like, oh, shit. And we find out, like, she's been leading uh, Hans on, you know, we're probably good 20 minutes into the movie now, and mm-hmm. she's been leading him on this whole time. And we find out that she's... Uh, Hooking up with the strong man. Yeah. Hercules. Of course. Of course. As you do. 
Well, what was interesting, because I'm coming at this after having seen the Trias of Horror episode. And in that, Homer's the strong man. And (laughs) Marge is Cleopatra. But in Trias of Horror, she's just lovable Marge. It's Homer who is trying to screw everybody and trying to get the money from its Mo in the cartoon. He's the, the hideous one that Marge has to marry. Uh, that's great and so it's homer who ends up in the fate that uh the person at the end does i know we're in full spoilers but it's an awesome reveal so well yeah i mean we'll we'll get to it when we actually get to it. it is full spoilers like sorry the movie has been out for almost 100 years years. (laughs) yeah yeah there's but this um, is the first time i've ever seen it so well true it's the first time i've ever seen it as well so i I can't exactly if this Little. if this episode that we're doing right now inspires you to go watch it, then our job is done. Like that's kind of the point of this show is we watch stuff and go, "This is awesome, go watch it," or "This is dog shit, maximum overdrive, steer clear." <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the one thing. Like that's the like that's the message I love getting the most. Like normally it's our friends who send it, but they're like, "Man, you talking about this movie really made me want to watch it." Yeah. I'm like, "Well, good. That's the point." Yeah. And that's, I'm glad that I'm glad that it worked out like that. Well, that's I mean that's what I love about this show. It's why I want to keep doing it as long as I can because it encourages me to find stuff like this. Yeah, to you know, go out of your, um, the you know your normals and being like, hey, you know, I've I've seen Halloween, you know, seventy eight times. I don't need to mm. watch it again. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, and I will. Yeah. Most definitely, but like to go out and you know watch a freaks or um something that you just never seen before. Like I found, or even a lot of, s- go ahead. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Even the stuff that I have seen before, like I I just bought the NECA Halloween three set, <laughs> and I'm so you stoked about it. Yes, you I did. Know. And it's something that. If I wasn't doing this show and hadn't watched that movie at least twice over the past two years, I would have looked at that and gone, I remember that movie being terrible. I'm not going to touch that thing for fear of catching the horribleness of that movie. Well, guess what? It's a great movie. It's not a great Michael Myers sequel. Right. It's not. It's not. And that's that's the, the great thing about it is like, like that movie gets a lot of hate, but out of the you take you take you change the title of the movie and you you know name it something else and you're like god this movie's fucking awesome yeah like quite frankly i I watched through like halloween five or so recently Mm -hmm. it's my favorite sequel like i I would watch the original halloween obviously over any of them any day but if i had to watch one of the sequels right now it would be halloween three wow that's some high praise. Just cause, I mean, it's so different, and it's so much better than I remember it to the point where I was giving it so much crap, and now <laughs> I have a, a very expensive three-pack of toys Which still in the case. Which you bought today, and I hate you for it. Like, I bought I it a couple it. days ago. Uh, oh, but you <laughs> I just recently sent the pictures. Yeah. Oh, well, like, it was... <laughs> I'm losing... I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday or Friday. I've had a busy couple days. Okay. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was this this weekend. Um, yeah, and I'm so glad I have it. So, so glad I was able to keep it in the package, at least for a while. Mm-hmm. 
and now it's in the background of my horror set. That's you know, awesome. Did you leave shelf. it in the That's box? Awesome. Yeah, I did. Good. That was For now. A, that was a tough thing too because it's like, do I leave it in the box? And it's like, mm. I don't know if I could, but like I know that I I should. I know, especially because it's not cheap. No, that, that's a fifty dollars set at least. I don't even when we bought other stuff. I don't even remember what. Uh, it was, yeah, up it was forty nine ninety nine. I price checked it when I was going to buy it, and I'm like, God, that's not are, bad for it, three no, little figures. Not. And there's a it's ton of accessories. They each have a swappable head to where after the mask disintegrates onto them. Mm-hmm. And there's the little TV with the Shamrock commercial on it. And they each <laughs> have their own little Halloween bag. Yep. But anyway, off topic. This movie, <laughs> I, I was super glad to finally watch it after knowing all of these references and movies and stuff. Um, which leads us to the next thing, ironically mm-hmm. enough, the infamous dinner scene. Yes. Uh, like This movie is an hour long, so this, this show is going to go just as quick, if not quicker, because there's not much to delve Dude, into. Honestly, like we're about 40 minutes in already. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all for a movie that's 20 minutes longer. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is creepy. I mean, part of it, and this is why I think it should be, if they did a remake, it should be black and white or it should be sepia tone because I think in color it would lose the effect of just how unsettling it is. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a joyful dinner at first. It was. Yeah, until Cleopatra shits all over it. Like, it's actually the the group of, for lack of a better word, freaks... Yeah. ...have gathered around this very long Thanksgiving-style banquet table and are surrounding it, and they're passing out drinks, and one of the, the little right. people has a big cup full of wine or whatever. Oh, it's really and weird, yeah, because they... It was the wedding ceremony, or re- reception, I guess, for... Cleopatra and Hans getting married, and right. so yeah, they do that. They they the the one of the little guys was walking around the table and just he filled up this big goblet, and everybody at the table took a drink from it, and yeah. like I thought that was I was like oh man this is so cool, and then they get to her, Cleopatra. And, yeah, they get to Cleopatra with it, and I'll I'll let you do the big big reveal, but it's just like. Holy shit. That turned, that turned dark quick. Well, it was so unexpected. Yeah. You know, it's it like, really I know was. I know the beats this movie has to take for mm-hmm. the most part, because I know the things, you know, just from the Simpsons episode, like, they do these things. Yeah. They make, you know, jokes about them, but they hit all of the beats in this movie, in that segment. And obviously, one, it was a shock to me that Cleo was... Uh, a biatch <laughs> right and it was her basically her idea and the stupid strong guy was just there to be the stupid strong guy well yeah which i yeah. liked but it was a surprise to me mm-hmm. but yeah they go i don't remember the guy's name that was running around with the big goblet thing but he goes to give cleopatra something and she freaks out on him yeah she does and it's worth noting that during this reception Cleo had spiked the wine uh, that she was giving Hans the whole yeah. time and, and forcing it down his throat as much as she could to try and yeah, make, make him forcing sick. Yeah, forcing him to drink. It, yeah, that was part of the plot to try to get him 
to die. Yeah, which I think, like, maybe wait a week into the marriage before you start trying to kill him. Maybe. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know how things worked in 32, but, you know, sign some papers first, at least. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to get Jack. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know how it works, but... <laughs> and Cleo just freaks out. Yeah, it no was... No pun like, intended. Aw- it was awkward. Yeah. And she just flips out on all of the, the sideshow guys mm-hmm. and gals screaming at him calling him names telling him to get out and get away and get away from her yep and it's like where the hell did that come from like out of left field and she had had a few too obviously which we find out even more so in a few seconds when she's her and uh hercules start carrying around hans like a baby oh my god they put him on her shoulders and like start galloping around the table and making Hercules is making fun of him and laughing at him. It's so sad. It is. It really it's Well and he's like literally just like you know, cover it like he's got his hands over his eyes because he's you know, over his face because he's just so embarrassed. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, and these said, are all his friends and colleagues and people he lives with, basically. Yeah, and like he even says it later, he's like, You sh- you you shamed me. You made, you shamed yeah. me. Like Ooh, that's fucking rude. <laughs> I know. It's, and that's why I think this movie should be remade now because it's just like to get that message across now, I think is pretty important. But it's like, man, yeah. that's it's a brutal turn that made me go, okay, this this is why the ending happens the way that it does. Mm-hmm. Because she turns the, the biatch switch on so quickly. Yes, she does. And the rest of the movie is, yeah, she's kind of trying to make up for it but at the same time she's secretly poisoning him uh throughout the entire process sorry about that we had a bit of a a technical glitch there in our streaming i lost Mm -hmm. sight of brandon's uh pretty eyes uh so i got i got cut off mid-sentence and i have no idea where exactly i was in my sentence so we'll just continue on from there yeah uh, basically, uh, Cleopatra, you know, she flipped out at the, at the dinner and after that she, she's trying to make amends with Hans and at the same time she's still being horrible in secret. <laughs> uh, right. it's, it's one of those things where she's continually poisoning him to keep him sick and they even say like, they bring a doctor in and they're like, you've been poisoned. We're not sure how or why, but there was yeah. poison somewhere in your system for some reason. Mm-hmm. And Cleo's like, oh my God, I'm, you know, her and uh, Hercules come in after the party and like, oh, I'm so sorry that happened and blah, 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 blah. And Hans says, you know, screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he is sick and collapses uh and then he's progressively getting sicker and sicker they're bringing the doctor and all the things i just said and while she's giving him his medicine i'm using finger air quotes that you guys can't see while you're (laughs) listening to this she's also slipping him poison and the crafty others in the freak show are spying on this because they're going what's going on with this guy Yep. You know, why isn't he getting better with this medicine? And one of 
the other freaks catches her. Yeah, they're Sees watching. Her. And that was the thing too is like as she's walking back to the his um, his wagon, like you just start to see they're all like hiding out, like watching from underneath the wagons, like underneath mm-hmm. the stairs, like they're just they got the they got the eyes on her, man. <laughs> and she's Big like, time. "Oh, fuck." Well, that's what I mean that's when it gets starts getting creepy and I have in my notes here uh, let's see uh, I missed the yeah so the freaks get wise to what Cleo and the, the strong man are up to poisoning Hans uh, and they're all they all start like standing in the shadows of things and that's when the movie really turns into a true horror movie because they're so yeah. stoic mm-hmm. they're yeah, just like yeah, and they barely even blink. Like it's very unsettling. They're all especially just... the one that doesn't have the arms and legs and does everything with his mouth, and he's just kind of wiggling around on the ground yeah. and just kind of <laughs> watching. Let's like, talk ah. about how impressive that guy is for a second. Yeah, now he shit. <laughs> I was like, how the hell is he gonna light a cigarette? And he did it. I was he like, did it. He, can't he pulled roll out the himself. match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he lit it himself. He lit it. He lit the match. Then he lit the cigarette. Yep. Blew out the cigarette like, holy shit. Yeah, good for you, man. <laughs> there are times I can't light a match properly. Like, that's insane. Yeah, to, and then to do it with no hands. Yeah. Yep. I was like, holy shit. In the <laughs> in the Simpsons, it's played by Barney. And he's, instead of lighting a cigarette, he's making a gingerbread man. <laughs> he has a cookie cutter in his mouth and is making them. My goodness. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to watch that episode now. You have to, it's really good. I mean, it's just one segment, so I mean, it's ten minutes. Right. It's the last segment, because then they go into the credits of the show at the end. Mm-hmm. But, that's, that's yeah, great. it's super good. Um, so, the it they're traveling with their motorcade of uh, carts there, and... You know, everyone's kind of hunkered in and and settled, and some of the other freaks are in Hans and Cleo's tent, or their uh, wagon. Right. While she's doling out the medicine, and she's stupidly still poisoning him. (laughs) Like, at least give him one while everyone's just sitting there watching you do it right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I wonder if they're going to see me do it as she's... (laughs) Yeah, like they, one dose of just the medicine after months of poisoning is really not going to hurt. Yeah, I know. Really. And I, I was about to say, man, I was trying not to get too far ahead. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we we see a, a bit earlier. I didn't. I forgot. So I didn't mention. But uh, Hans is kind of getting wise to it. The other freaks have caught her and seen her and so they tell him what's going on mm-hmm. and immediately Hans is like okay let's get her yeah like he he flips his own switch very quickly it does well, not that, take much convincing no but that was my favorite that was like like I love that part when like they're all sitting around the table or not the table sorry where um, I was just looking at a picture of them sitting around the table they um you know they're in his cabin and um, one of them is over by the door, and he pulls out a switchblade and pops it open, is wiping down his blade. And then the other one, um, it pulls like what looks like a, like a Ruger out of his his mm-hmm. pocket and starts, you know, wiping down the barrel. And it's like oh, you're not gonna get 
you're gonna get it <laughs> <laughs> it's this is not going to go well for anybody and then out of nowhere and i didn't really even get this but the clown guy which we haven't mentioned at all the clown guy is like he's still kind of a dick but almost in a charming way and he's Frozo. dating frozo or whatever yeah something like that and he's dating the uh, the other normal-ish girl in the movie who is was originally dating the strong guy hercules mm-hmm. yeah they kind of oh, couple up yeah. yeah um they couple up and they're you know standing by the freak show going like we're your friends we're here to you know support you and they're the the decent couple in the movie that we can you know attach ourselves to and out of nowhere uh hans or i'm sorry hercules and uh the clown guy just burst in through the wall fighting each other they pick a fight you know in the cabins i didn't really catch why yeah, I'm trying to. I, I didn't catch why on that one either. But then I was thinking, to him, I'm like, all right, so you're the clown. You're gonna pick a fight with the strong man. Like I get, like the reasoning behind it, but like that's some balls. Yeah, like he's <laughs> like, the strong man. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, a strong man. He's not a very strong strong man. <laughs> but strong for sh- 1932. Yeah, fair enough. Like when he was trying <laughs> to wrestle the bull, and like he couldn't get the bull, <laughs> get the bull yeah. to go down. I'm like, it's 1932. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> In shape for 1932 is not dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they burst in through the wall. The carts are falling over all over the place. It's raining heavily, which really adds to the effect of the creepiness. Mm-hmm. And some of the freaks go after Hans. Or, God, I keep doing that. Go after Hercules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the others start chasing after Cleopatra. And it's really... Cre- I mean, it, this is the creepiest part of the movie because they all start slowly amassing and swarming yeah. around. Yep. And they're coming out of the shadows and from under the wagons and from behind well, the trees. Well, that was the thing, too, is that, like, while Frozo and... Um, Hercules are fighting outside and they're underneath, they, they make it underneath one of the wagons. And as they're wrestling, the one throws his knife and gets Hercules in the side, which kind of stops him. Oh, I from, didn't catch that. Yeah, he throws a knife at him. He's like, oh, and that's why when he's trying to get away, he's holding his side as he's mm. pushing his way back as they're all slowly lollipop yielding their way over to him. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, <laughs> don't. It, it was. It's creepy. I mean, it, it, it it's the it's the horror element of this horror movie. Mm-hmm. That and the final reveal, which we're getting to very soon. It, otherwise, this is just a movie, and I think you know it would still be looked upon, you know, for its inclusivity and you know some of the story beats, I suppose. But I think the the banquet scene and this, where they're all crawling through the mud and the rain mm-hmm. is what makes this movie a classic. Right. It is so good. And like, that was one of my favorite things too. Cause I like, they just teed it up to where they're like, you know, if you're one of us, we got you. And mm-hmm. then she did not want to be a part of it. And that no. spiraled out of control real quick. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, it's when, a short movie, so it had to, but it was like, okay, right. well, you want to turn on us, and, you know, they saw how they treated Hans at the wedding, and then they found out that, you know, they're poisoning him, trying to, you know, screw him out of his inheritance, and they're like, okay. Yeah, doing the you old... You had your shot. <laughs> the 1932 version of uh, putting antifreeze in somebody's cereal. <laughs> Basically. Like slowly. Yeah, yeah I, they don't really ever say, I don't think, what it is. No, but it's just poison. Obviously, it was a, a slow build kind of thing. Well, yeah, that's like the thing. Like, people think that they get away because, like, if like I've seen it on like uh, murder shows where they'll they'll do the little bits of uh, antifreeze inside food, and it it slowly just kills you slowly. Yeah, and, like over the course of say months, and yeah. they always catch it in the tox reports, like. You're not yeah. going to get away with that. Like, why do people yeah. still think that you could get away with killing somebody like that? I mean, it does work, but you're not going to walk away. Yeah, you're not going to get away with it. People are just dumb. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. How about like you think about during it? Don't do it. Yeah. Never during <laughs> it. <Mm-mm. laughs> uh, so, and then that was. Again, it's 1932, so I'm not going to expect a a super awesome, cool showdown kind of a thing. And I'm also kind of glad they never show it, but we never see what happens to Hercules. Right. Well, that's my favorite thing, though, man. It's like like what you're saying. More often than not, like, it's cool to know what happens, but, like, when you don't get it, like, you're like, oh, my God. Like, it just adds something... Yeah, if this it, is what they did to this one, what the hell did they do to the yeah, other one? Yeah, the mystery, um, it really does add a lot yeah. to it. Like, it, it just, in the moment, you're like, yeah, it'd be, like I want to know what happened to him. But, like, for that lasting effect, like, you know, the more you don't know, the more you think about it, the more you come back to it later and be like, I just can't stop thinking about this movie. Yeah. And they, they end the chase... And I'm, I, th- I think that the scene with uh, Hans and Frida in the mansion is the end of the movie. Yeah, it is. And the reveal is before that, right? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh no, 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 no. Because she's like, it goes, it go. That's the end of that, and then it goes to the thing because she's like, she's talking. She goes. Uh, Frida goes to visit Hans, and she doesn't mm-hmm. want. Or he. He's like, just go. Mm-hmm. go away you know and then she goes up and then hugs him and she's like i love you you know i love you and then it ends but then it does it goes back around to where they are at that sideshow that we saw yeah. at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. which now becomes even more important and i have it in my notes flipped so i think the hans frida back together thing is the end of the movie oh is it okay that's what i'm thinking so um so but the most important thing of the movie really i mean it's great that hans and frida get back together and hans's big ass bruce wayne style mansion well and that's he he's also lucky dude because he just threw her away for that big woman like it was nothing mm-hmm. he's just like fuck you frida i'm going after cleopatra man mm-hmm. like she i should've... like the i like the big girls yeah they could have just as easily turned on him and gone you turned on us well guess what happens yeah you shit that could have been interesting too i'm kind of glad they didn't mm-hmm. but an extra kind of screw you you know stick with us because we were sticking with you would right. be to have them kill hans as well 
<laughs> Poor little Hans. He just wanted to, to love and be loved. and He was, and then he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to the reveal uh, already, man. I know. I'm teeing it up the whole episode. I'm trying to tease. Trying to get you to watch the movie. It's yeah, watch good it. good stuff. You should. If you have a, an option, it's not that expensive. Go get it. Yep. Um, we go back to the opening sideshow that we uh, were at at the beginning of the movie. And we look inside the pen and this very gruesome, grotesque image of Cleopatra's head deformed and creepy looking squawking on the body of a chicken yeah (laughs) and it sounds dumb saying those words it really does but it is creepy as shit yeah seeing that you're like oh like for a 1932 practical effect Mm -hmm. not bad not bad at all like that's something i could see in a a peel style horror movie now and go yeah oh dude that'd be kind of cool like to have him re to have him you know be in charge of a redo yeah if anyone could do it it'd be him or Bloomhouse. Yeah. yeah which i mean they work together a lot but yeah it's i don't know why i didn't think of it mm-hmm because, again, that's how the Simpsons one ends. Obviously, it's more of a joke. Right. That Homer's a half-chicken, half-man <laughs> sitting on the couch telling his kids the story. <laughs> well, yeah. But in this, it's so creepy. And it's why the movie, I think, sticks. The mo- It's that last hit that makes you go, this is awesome. Yep. Because seeing her squawk and... You know, it was so look. weird too. Like they did such a good job of of pulling that off. You know, yeah. it was the thirties, early thirties, man. Like Yeah. And I think in another kind of movie and I think handled differently, it could have been a joke mm-hmm. ending of like, wow, that looks stupid, what a dumb thing to reveal at the end, and this is how the movie wraps up. But right. I think it's so quick. They show it, she wiggles around a bit, squawks a bit, and that's it. Yeah. And it's so gross. Like, by the time your mind starts to bend around what you're seeing, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And in that day, you know, in those days, you never saw the movie again unless you went and paid to see the whole thing again. You couldn't pause it, rewind it at home, and go, what the hell? But awesome. That's for sure. Hell yeah. So that's Freaks in a decent nutshell with a technical glitch and all. Yeah, about a, about an hour, just as long as it took. Like the amount of time it took you to watch this, you could have watched or listened to this. You could watch the movie. Hopefully, yeah. you do both. I hope so. Or <laughs> if nothing else, just listen to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need the listens. We need we need the exposure. Mm-hmm. Like our own traveling uh, circus act. Come see <laughs> us. Yeah. Pay us our nickel. Mm-hmm. Well, that is freaks in a tidy little nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you all enjoyed. I know I enjoyed finally getting to see this. Yep. Uh, and and finally talk about it and finally delete these notes off my phone after like <laughs> that five you have months. forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I know that you um you looked at me all weird there for a second, but my uh, every once in a while my expensive webcam will blur up. 
And hmm. someone's like, if you put your hand over it and then pull it back and let it autofocus, it will fix itself. So that's why every once in a while, if you see me put my hand up, it'll do that. Huh. But my tablet works just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sucks too. Is my camera probably costs as much as that tablet. It pisses me off. If not more. <laughs> Twitch paid for it though, so we good. There you go. That's yeah. fun. All right. Uh, so before we wrap up and say our goodbyes and our contact infos, Brandon has his next episode decided. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a listener request. <clears throat> it absolutely is a listener request. We do do these. All you got to do is hit us up and let us know what you guys want. Um, Where did this one come from? So this one was messaged to me, uh, messaged to us on uh, Instagram um, hmm. and been very patient waiting. Uh, they, this episode was requested February 6th. So it'll, so <laughs> no, it'll be, about, it'll a be month. about a month before it gets out there. So this is uh, from Xander on Instagram said, Hey, pod and gore. I wanted to, I just wanted to ask if you guys can do, uh, if you guys could cover Van Helsing. Yeah. I assume um, the, uh, Hugh, but Jackman one, I assume so as well. I, um, I said for sure, um, uh, we'll definitely get that one in there. And we did. We are, we haven't yes. yet, but we're going to, we're it's going next. to. So yeah, the next one we covered is going to be, I don't even know what year that came out, but I remember I'm when say I... 2005. <clears throat> it's bought, yeah. When I bought that movie, I bought the... Um, it's 2004. Um, Damn. Close. <laughs> I know, that but I overbid, I was so 20. price is right rules. I lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it came out, you know, 2004. When I bought this <clears throat> on a DVD... Yeah. It, it was like the ultimate sin collector, whatever the fuck they called it. But at the mm-hmm. time, it was thirty bucks, and I was like, "God, thirty bucks for a DVD? Are you fucking kidding me?" But at the and it's a good one, movie, but it's not that good. It's not that good, <laughs> but it did come with um, the. It came with some Universal Monster movies in there. Oh really? Yeah, it was. Um, it was the ultimate collector's edition, and you could actually there's it's listed right now on eBay. Uh, for seven dollars. Oh, okay. That's uh, fair. So sad because I spent <laughs> a lot more than that. It's like a three disc. Um, it's a cool package. It forty four on what? Amazon. I'm trying to find. So it comes with, um, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster. Oh no, never mind. Sorry, disc three. Dude, this is your kind of thing. I'm so sorry. So, disc one, it's got a bunch of um, it's got a bunch of bonus features. It's just bonus features to the max. Yeah, Actually, I've got the two disc, and it has a bunch of bonus features on the, the second disc that I right, watched it, when I watched this can, a year or so ago. Yeah, you can explore Dracula's castle, like all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, disc two, like you can track the adventure. You can um, you can uh, explore Frankenstein's lab, but it came with like. Dracula, Frankenstein, and I think The Wolfman were the three movies that it came with. Um, that makes sense. The rest are a little more obscure, right? Those are the um, big three. And hitters. so, yeah, it was a, uh, it was, it was really cool for the time. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to cover. I haven't watched the movie in ten years, at least. Mm-hmm. I watched it within the last two or three. I had my Universal Monster hit, uh, kick. 
yeah, for a I while. That. I remember that. And that was one of the things that I was watching going like, God, if they ever did the Dark Universe correctly, mm-hmm. this could be their Avengers movie. It, well, yeah, that would... <laughs> I, like, yes, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you set a, up all these monsters as bad guys and then you bring in Van Helsing to stop them. That is... <laughs> that's free. Yeah. Universal. You, Take That's that your movie. and run. You can have it. Like you don't. If you even, want like, help, let me know. I'll help you out. But well, that's, yeah, Justin's an accomplished right writer now. He writes for what Illuminati for your yeah. uh, for your Marvel stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, hit him up. Yeah. He, I, he sometimes I'll he has some, some decent ideas. Notes. What's that? Thank you. Said I'll sometimes. hit you up. I'll get. I'll give you some movie notes. Like right. All you gotta do. All is you have just, to give me is a credit. No, yeah, just say. Thank you. You know, th- you don't even have to say thank Pondor. You can thank Justin, and then Justin yeah. can use the fame he doesn't get from it to try to promote, chill us out a little bit more. But that's right, yeah, dude. Oh my God, I would. I yeah, would, we're gonna delve deep into that. I think when we do I, the Van Helsing episode oh, next, in two we can, weeks. Yeah, we can have some fun with that. I like that. Yeah. Um, but until then. I don't want to go off the rails too hard. Yeah, um, let's wrap it up and go. We want to we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Um, we're definitely looking forward to coming back in a few weeks to dive into the Universal Monster World with Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just look us up. It's Pond Gore Podcast. We're on Facebook. We got a group. The group is getting close to 500 people. It's crazy. Um, come on in, hang out with us. Um, you can, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gore underscore pod. We're on the slasher app at pod and gore podcast, no spaces, underscores. Um, you can email us at pod and gore gmail.com. You can email us. You can message us on the social, the different social medias. We'll, we'll get them all. Um, like what Xander did with requesting our next, uh, movie. Um, but until then I will have, uh, I'll have Justin T us out and yeah okay uh yeah until then until next time with van helsing which i'm excited for even more so now Mm -hmm. uh i have been justin and i have been brandon and we will see you next time bye Bye -bye. (laughs) oh what i cut cut your bye off you always do no that's (laughs) never happened before (laughs) all right bye-bye bye